Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of osteitis fibrosis cystica, found under the MSK section at MetBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician with bone pain in her hips, constipation, and anxiety. She reports increased urinary frequency, experiences night sweats, and had an unintentional 15-pound loss over the past two months. Laboratory testing is significant for an elevated serum calcium, alkaline phosphatase, and parathyroid hormone, and decreased serum phosphate. A CT scan of her pelvis is performed. Let's continue with an introduction to osteitis fibrosis cystica. Clinically, this is defined as a metabolic bone disorder secondary to severe hyperparathyroidism. In terms of the background, remember that parathyroid hormone plays an important role in calcium homeostasis via increasing rank ligand expression on osteoblasts to subsequently increase osteoclast activity, which is most prominent in cortical bone. And there is calcium reabsorption and phosphate excretion by the nephron, and there is also 125-dihydroxyvitamin D synthesis by the kidneys. In terms of the etiology, this may be due to parathyroid adenoma, parathyroid carcinoma, or renal osteodystrophy. With regards to the pathogenesis, the excessive PTH increases bone resorption and results in osteoporosis by decreasing bone mineral density. There will also be brown tumors, which are fibrous tissue deposition in areas of lost bone, and there is brown color due to hemorrhage, vascularity, and hemosiderin deposition. And osteitis fibrosis cystica represents areas of enhanced cellular activity, peritrabecular fibrosis, and cystic brown tumors. Findings that are associated include a salt and pepper appearance of the skull on radiography and brown tumors on computerized tomography scans. Now let's quickly review laboratory abnormalities in different bone disorders. In osteomalacia or rickets, serum phosphate is decreased, serum calcium is decreased, serum alkaline phosphatase is increased, and parathyroid hormone is increased. In osteoporosis, serum phosphate is normal, calcium is normal, alkaline phosphate is normal, and parathyroid hormone is also normal. In osteopetrosis, phosphate is normal, calcium may be normal or decreased, alkaline phosphatase is normal, and parathyroid hormone is normal. In Paget's disease of the bone, phosphate is normal, calcium is normal, alkaline phosphatase is increased, and parathyroid hormone is normal. In osteitis fibrosis cystica due to primary hyperparathyroidism, phosphate is decreased, calcium is increased, alkaline phosphatase is increased, and parathyroid hormone is increased. If it is due to secondary hyperparathyroidism, phosphate is increased, calcium is decreased, alkaline phosphatase is increased, and parathyroid hormone is increased. And in hypervitaminosis D, phosphate is increased, calcium is increased, alkaline phosphatase is normal, and parathyroid hormone is increased. And in terms of the presentation, the main symptom will be bone pain. And finally, with regards to treatment, remember that management is directed at the underlying cause of hyperparathyroidism. For example, a parathyroidectomy in cases of malignant PTH secretion. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to osteitis fibrosis cystica, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned 
and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 59-year-old woman presents to her primary care provider complaining of diffuse bodily aches. She reports a three-month history of gradually worsening pain in her shoulders and hips that is worse in her right hip. She has a history of hypertension and recurrent renal stones for which she takes lisinopril and hydrochlorothiazide. She was admitted to the hospital earlier in the year after falling in her front yard and sustaining a distal radius fracture and vertebral compression fracture. Her temperature is 98.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.9 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 145 over 85. Pulse is 100 beats per minute and respirations are 20 breaths per minute. On exam, she is well appearing with mild tenderness to palpation in her shoulders and hips. She has mild pain with hip flexion and shoulder abduction. She has full range of motion in her bilateral upper and lower extremities. Serum findings are notable for a sodium of 141, chloride of 100, potassium of 4.8, bicarbonate of 22, urea nitrogen of 17, glucose of 110, creatinine of 1.1, calcium of 11.2, phosphate of 2.3, magnesium of 1.9, and alkaline phosphatase of 120. A radiograph of the patient's right hip would most likely reveal which of the following. And the answer choices are, choice one, expansile lytic lesion with thin sclerotic margins. Choice two, irregular blastic lesion. Choice three, medullary bone destruction with elevated periosteum from cortical bone. Choice four, poorly marginated lesion extending into adjacent soft tissue. Or choice five, well-defined cystic lesion with peritrabecular fibrosis. The best answer to this question is, choice five, well-defined cystic lesion with peritrabecular fibrosis. The patient in this vignette presents with bone pain, hypercalcemia, hypophosphatemia, and a history of fragility fractures suggestive of osteitis fibrosis cystica in the setting of primary hyperparathyroidism. Radiographs in patients with osteitis fibrosis cystica may demonstrate brown tumors, which appear as well-defined cystic lesions with peritrabecular fibrosis. Osteitis fibrosis cystica is a metabolic bone disorder secondary to severe hyperparathyroidism. In hyperparathyroidism, elevated levels of parathyroid hormone increase osteoclast activity thereby leading to increased bone resorption. This process will lead to the formation of brown tumors, areas of bone loss that are replaced by fibrous bone deposition. Radiographically, brown tumors are characterized as cystic lesions with peritrabecular fibrosis. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice one, expansile lytic lesions with thin sclerotic margins are suggestive of an aneurysmal bone cyst a benign cystic bone tumor consisting of blood-filled spaces. Choice two, irregular blastic lesions may represent metastatic bone lesions from a primary prostate or breast tumor. Choice three, medullary bone destruction with elevated periosteum from cortical bone is consistent with the radiographic appearance of osteosarcoma. The periosteal elevation is sometimes referred to as Codman's triangle 
due to the triangular appearance between the bony cortex and the two sides of elevated periosteum. Choice 4. Poorly marginated lesions extending into adjacent soft tissue are consistent with Ewing sarcoma. Ewing sarcoma is a small round blue cell tumor typically occurring in children and young adults. Finally, a bullet summary. Osteitis fibrosis cystica is a manifestation of primary hyperparathyroidism in which increased osteoclastic activity leads to the formation of cystic bone lesions with replacement by proliferating fibrous tissue. That's all for this review about osteitis fibrosis cystica. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.